Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into losing friends during your breakup. Now, I hear from so many of you that you've lost friends during your breakup or divorce, and it's been absolutely devastating. It can feel like an extra level of betrayal on top of the heartbreak you're already suffering from going through your breakup. Now, what I hear and what I've seen myself is that sometimes friends don't stand by you and they go and they support your ex. Maybe they're divided in their opinions. Maybe they say, look, we don't want to get involved. Sometimes friends even completely disappear. Has this happened to you? That friends you thought were going to be there for you and stand by you through thick and thin. Maybe you've been there for them. So you really expect that they would be there for you. But sometimes even those people just disappear, like in a puff of smoke and just vanish from your life. And then on the other hand, there are some people that step up more than you could ever imagine, more than you would ever have expected was possible. Maybe these aren't even great friends. Maybe they're friends on the periphery that you see, that you know, but maybe you didn't have that deep bond with them before your breakup. You really find out what people are made of, but also it can be tough. It can be tough for you going through this. So that's why I wanted to do this episode because I've had so many direct messages from you guys asking me, how do I cope? My friends have disappeared or I don't know anyone going through this. And the people I thought would be there to support me have just vanished. So let me start by telling you a few stories from my coaching clinic that hopefully you can relate to in some way. Now, Lucy was with her partner for a very long time, but before she met him, she was best friends with Peter. Peter was like a brother to Lucy. They spent lots of time together. They went out clubbing together. They also worked together at one point in their careers and they had become super, super close. So obviously when Lucy met Adrian, Peter was the first friend to meet him. He had to vet him. He had to make sure that he was the right guy for Lucy. And they got on like a house on fire. They spent loads of time together. And they also, over the years, developed a very strong friendship. Now, Lucy and Adrian's relationship broke down because Adrian started having feelings for somebody that he worked with. And actually, he left her for that person. Lucy was devastated. They'd been together for over 15 years. They had children together. So, of course, she turned to her best friend, Peter, for help, for support, to comfort her during this really difficult time. But when Lucy came to see me, 
she was absolutely broken, not just by Adrian's affair and the fact that he'd left her, something she never envisaged would happen, but also by the fact that Peter had told her that he wanted to remain friends with both of them. Now, I guess on the outside, you can see that Peter had developed a strong friendship with both of them over the years. The challenge Lucy had was that even though she understood that Peter had developed a strong friendship with both of them over the years, she was the person that met Peter first and she had that super strong bond like a brother with him. The fact that he couldn't see in her eyes what Adrian had done was wrong and it was hurtful and that he was causing the pain to Lucy and that he had made the decision to leave Lucy and their family unit to go and live with this other woman, Lucy felt that that was enough for Peter to say, that's not acceptable behavior. I don't want to be your friend anymore. However, Peter wasn't doing that. Peter's response was, this is between the two of you. I'm friends with the two of you and I'm going to be here to support both of you through this. This had hit Lucy so hard. She was devastated that her best friend, who was like a brother to her in her eyes, hadn't dropped Adrian because of his behavior and stood by her. Now, obviously there are two sides to every story, but from Lucy's perspective, this was super, super hard to deal with. In fact, she was struggling with that just as much as the affair that Adrian had had, because despite it all, she felt that Peter and her had a strong bond that would never, ever, ever be broken. And he would always be a permanent feature in her life. And she couldn't justify having friends that were friends with her ex, a friend who supported the fact that he'd gone through that and was prepared to stand by him, despite, as Lucy saw it, the cruelty of his actions, she just couldn't reconcile that in her own mind. And that was causing her so, so much pain, so much pain. It was like a double betrayal for her and actually adding to the stress of the breakup and the divorce process that she was going through. Another client of mine, Jim, had been married for 20 years when his wife decided to leave. And Jim was obviously devastated by the news. He hadn't seen it coming and he felt that they were going to grow old together. So he reached out to one of his friends, Alan. Now, Alan was married to a good friend of his wife's. They were a couple that they'd done lots of dinner parties with. You know, the dinner party circuit that married couples get into, you know, where one of you come, one couple comes for dinner one week and then the next time it's the other couple goes to their house and then they swap and backwards and forwards and this is something they'd enjoyed for many years. So Jim reached out to his friend Alan to say he was having a really tough time and it was one of the only people he felt he could talk to. It was somebody in Jim's eyes who knew his wife really well and knew them as a couple so Jim felt that Alan could really relate to him. And it was one of the only people on the planet that Jim felt he could open up to. He wasn't one for expressing his emotions. He wasn't one for explaining things in detail. And the fact that Alan knew them so well and had been to their homes so many times, he felt that it was a comfortable, well, as comfortable as it could be for him to, to talk to Alan. However, after a few weeks, Alan contacted him and said, I'm really sorry, but I can't speak to you anymore. I can't be there for you anymore. And the reason he gave was that Alan's wife was very close still to Jim's ex. And Alan's wife had told him that she didn't want him talking to Jim anymore because it was putting her in a difficult position with her friendship with Jim's ex. 
So Alan had decided that the best way forward would be to cut ties with Jim. To cut ties so that his relationship with him and his wife could continue on an even keel because his wife really wasn't happy with him talking to Jim when she was trying to support his ex-wife through this. Now, Jim felt really devastated by this. Alan was a close friend. He was one of the only people he'd been brave enough to reach out and confide in. And then Alan had decided to prioritize what his wife wanted over supporting his friend. Now, there are two sides to every story, as we know, but obviously Jim was my client and he was so upset and found it really, really difficult to understand why Alan would do this and took it really, really personally. And again, it added an extra level of stress, anxiety, hurt and pain for Jim to work through. So as you can see, friendships during a breakup or divorce really do add extra levels of tension. They can be devastating. And I've had clients say to me before, I was more devastated by what my friend did than what my ex did. Angie was one of those people. Angie had a really, really close friend called Lottie. Now, this friendship was really very, very close. They would see each other on Christmas Day. They knew each other's parents. The kids were friends. They messaged each other most days. Angie and Lottie were super close. However, when Angie and her husband drifted apart and her husband decided to leave, Angie reached out to her best friend. And she said that she will never forget the day that her friend just vanished vanished from her life. She just wasn't there. She wouldn't return messages. She never called. And Angie was so hurt, she didn't attempt to call her or message her. Once she knew that Lottie knew what was going on, she just expected her to show up. Lottie hadn't been very well a few years previously, and Angie had always been there for her. She'd message, she'd drop around shopping, she had looked after the kids, she'd popped in with flowers, she'd done everything she could to help Lottie. So naturally she assumed that her best friend would be there for her when she needed her the most. But she wasn't. Lottie completely disappeared. Angie even went to some of her other friends who knew Lottie and asked them to contact Lottie and say, what's going on? Have you spoken to Angie? You know she's having a tough time and can really do with your friendship right now. But no, nothing. Nothing helped. Nothing incentivized Lottie to reach out and contact Angie when she needed her the most. And again, Angie said, Sara, this is so, so tough for me. It's almost harder than what my ex has done. I just expected my friend to be there forever. I just thought my friendship was forever. Now, my husband's gone and I've lost my best friend in the world too. And she was really reeling from that situation. You know, she felt sad, alone, abandoned, rejected by two of the most important people in her world at that time. So this happens to a lot of people. If you're listening now and some of these stories resonate with you, or you know somebody who's going through a tough time who you think this might be true for as well, we have to look at why this happens. Why do friends disappear? Well, <laughs> to be quite honest, there's lots of reasons. And a lot of the time, we will never ever find out what the truth is behind it. We won't know their real reason. During my coaching sessions with Lucy, we obviously discussed the relationship between Peter 
and her ex-husband. And Lucy realized as she was talking that their friendship really had become extremely strong over the years they were married. They spent a lot of time on their own together without Lucy. Lucy sometimes was with the kids or with some of the other mums. And the boys would go out and have their drinks. They'd even been on a few trips away together, a skiing trip and a stag do. So they really had bonded and become friends in their own right, not just because of Lucy. So she realised there that Peter had alliances, strong alliances to both of them. It didn't mean that Peter agreed with what Adrian had done or he felt it was the right thing to do. But in his mind, he couldn't abandon one friend or the other. Unfortunately, though, Lucy felt that by his actions of standing by both of them, she couldn't be friends with him. She couldn't trust him anymore. And she didn't want to have a close friend who was also a close friend of her ex, who she felt had violated her values and morals and their relationship. So Lucy took a step back and that was her decision. And it felt better for her to close that door and realize that sometimes friendships don't last forever. Now, Jim's friend, Alan, who abandoned him, had the decency obviously to call him and explain to him that he was under pressure from his wife. At the time, Jim just couldn't relate to that and felt it was very selfish and unjustified. But with hindsight, I guess we can see that Alan was in a really difficult position. If he had stayed friends with Jim, it would have put his own relationship under maybe insurmountable pressure that he wouldn't have been able to get through. So looking at it from a distance without so much emotion, Jim began to see that he could understand it. He didn't like it. He felt hurt by it, but it did dial down some of the intensity by looking at the reasons people do it. It's not malicious intent in some cases. Obviously, in others, it might well be. But in this particular case, Alan was under so much pressure with his own wife that he just couldn't justify jeopardizing his own relationship for his friend. So he took that decision. With that understanding, Jim was able just to accept it a bit more, a bit faster maybe, but it still didn't sit well with him. The thing is, friendships we can't control. We can't control what other people do. We can't control anyone else's behavior other than ours. Just like we can't control what our ex does either. But it's okay. It doesn't mean if your friends desert you, disappear, blank you, aren't there for you, or maybe don't show up in the way that you had expected them to show up, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Okay, please, please know that. It doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean this is your fault. It doesn't mean you're a lesser person, maybe than your ex, or maybe that your friends don't like you anymore. Sometimes, as we've discussed with Lucy, with her friend Peter becoming just friends in his own right with her ex over time, and the fact that Jim's friend Alan was under pressure from his wife, you can see that sometimes there are real reasons why people feel it's so difficult to step away. So the only thing you can control is how you react and what you do. Now, I understand completely what it's like to lose friends over a breakup. It is devastating, it hurts, it makes you doubt yourself in a lot of ways when already going through your breakup, you're doubting yourself because of the breakup. So it's a double whammy, if you like. However, it can be a valuable life lesson when we realize that friendships are not always for life. Friends, as the saying goes, are some friendships are for a reason, some for a season, 
and some for a lifetime. You may have assumed it was for a lifetime, and I know I was guilty of that, that some of the friends that I was the closest to, I thought would always be there for me. I thought would always, always have my back and would always do the right thing by me. However, when it comes down to it, there are other factors at play. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are not good friends, that they are not good people. It just means that for them right now in that moment, it's not an easy decision to make. So sometimes they have to walk away. Now, there are some friends, obviously, that may treat you badly, that may do things that are just not acceptable. Now, remember, if you've listened to some of my other episodes about boundaries, when you come out of a relationship, especially a toxic relationship or an unhealthy relationship, your boundaries, and what I mean by boundaries is in your head, what is acceptable behavior? So how other people would treat you, what is okay, what is acceptable, what is not tolerable, your boundaries will be lower, okay? Just coming out of any relationship, there's a lot more self-doubt, lower self-esteem, less self-confidence. Please know that's normal. It's a normal human reaction. You will grow that back. You can build that back. And hopefully, if you're listening to Heartbreak to Happiness, all the episodes, you're well on your way now to having the tools to reestablish that self-reliance and that inner strength within you. So you can get that back. However, when you're coming out of relationships, if your friends leave you too, you can feel super vulnerable. Your boundaries are low. And sometimes when people treat you badly, it may be tempting to keep those friends in your life, to work harder, because you don't want to lose them too. But the important thing I think to remember here is that if they don't want to stay in your life or they're treating you in a way that is just not acceptable, then you don't want them around. Now, I know some of you will be going, yeah, but I can't imagine life without that friend, just like you can't imagine life without your ex. And again, that's normal. So don't beat yourself up about that because the truth is you deserve better, so much better than having people in your life that treat you badly or don't show up for you when you most need them. No matter what their reasons, no matter what their justification, some of you are highly empathetic. That's how you stayed in toxic, unhealthy relationships because you thought you could fix it or you would suck up the pain and you would change it yourself in order to make that relationship work. To some extent, we all do it in relationships. However, when you're coming out of a relationship, remember that there are new opportunities coming. You know, some doors close, other doors open. Hanging on to toxic friends or friends that don't support you will only reconnect you to that pain. Every time you speak to them, you'll remember what they did or didn't do. Now, obviously, some friends, you may be able to go on later and rebuild friendships. But in this moment where you are hurting, I'm asking you to make the decision to step up and decide who do you want in your life? Because who deserves to be in your life right now? It's important to surround yourself with good quality people that are positive and loving towards you. Use this as a time for a natural detox so you can move forward. It's hard to stay friends with people that are connected to your ex, okay? It's like having the scab and constantly picking it. It's never gonna heal if you've still got access to what they're doing, who they're hanging out with, seeing photos maybe on social media. You'll remember from one of my episodes, I talk about having a social media 
detox, like culling people that have the same connections to your ex, because it can really drive you internally crazy when you keep seeing what your ex is doing without you. Okay. So actually having a break and cutting off from some of those people, even if it's just a temporary break from some of those friendships can actually be a healthy thing while you get back your stability. When you start to stand on your own two feet and look forward to what your future now, now that you're single, now that you're realigning, now that you're detoxing out everything that wasn't working for you, it will give you a new perspective. And then you can decide which friends you want to let back in. It's important to build your own self-reliance and maybe you're hanging on to some of those friendships that aren't so healthy for you and don't make you feel good every day because you're worried that you can't cope without them. Now, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, yeah, I know I'm doing that. Well, let's figure another way of doing it. How can you take your control back over the situation? How can you put yourself back in the driving seat of your own life again and not be so reliant on those friends? For example, if you're reliant on a friend for childcare or you're reliant on a friend to do something that you're nervous about doing on your own, then this is the chance for you to start to find other people to support you, to even find other ways around the situation so that you don't have to be reliant on them. It's about taking your control back. As I talk about you taking your control back from your ex as well, creating a support team around you that are there for you to make you feel good about yourself. So you don't have to be reliant on other people, okay, that are potentially hurting you or being unkind to you or just having that connection with you because of your ex, you find that difficult. Now, remember, it doesn't have to be forever, but it is a good way to build your own self-reliance muscles if you can find other people that can support and fill in those gaps, okay? The interesting thing as well, and it is a really a magical thing I found, is that it will take your breath away in a good way when you notice the people that step up, that are there for you, that you didn't really expect would be there. Maybe they're people on the periphery of your life. Maybe they're people that you know, but don't know very well. Maybe you've never been there for them, but suddenly they step up and start showing up in your life, bringing you positivity and kindness and love. Now, these are the people I want you to notice because quite often we're so focused on what we're losing and how bad things are that we miss those things. And we don't feel truly grateful for the nice things, the beautiful things, the magical things that are showing up in our life. Remember, what you focus on, you're going to see more of. So if you're focusing on the negative, on what hurts and what's bad, you're going to see so much more of that. Whereas if you start to train your mind to focus on the kindness, maybe someone drops you a little card through the post. Maybe someone just smiles. Maybe someone calls you to say, look, I'm just checking in. How are you doing? Those things really can make a big difference to you. And you start to realize who the decent, kind, caring people are that are around you. And maybe you overlooked them. Maybe you took them for granted. And now's the chance to allow those people to step forward. Okay, and you can be there for them too, but it's a slight shift in dynamic from where your energy is naturally going to flow towards the hurt and the pain. So you have to step up and do it consciously. Okay, focus on the good, focus on the kindness that's coming towards you 
and embrace it. Welcome it in and you'll start to see so much more showing up around you. I know it's hard right now to cope with friends leaving or maybe betraying you or maybe adding more anxiety onto what is already a stressful breakup or divorce situation. But we don't know what's going to happen in the future and things may resolve. Angie contacted me. It must have been six or seven months after her divorce had been finalised. So she hadn't spoken to her friend Lottie for over a year and a half at this point. And she told me that Lottie had come forward and explained to her that she was having a really tough time. When she found out that Angie's marriage had broken down, she was also struggling behind closed doors with her own husband. And things were really bad, but she was at that denial stage that you all know I talk about in some of my other episodes in the lost cycle. The first stage is denial, where you stick your head in the sand and don't really want to acknowledge what's going on. And you don't talk about it, which can seem strange, I guess, to some people. But the reason is the more we talk about something, the more it feels like it's a reality. So we push it down, distract ourselves from it and don't talk about it. It's quite a common, normal way in the early days to cope with a breakup or the signs that your relationship is breaking down at least. And Lottie had been going through this with her partner. And so she hadn't spoken to Angie. Angie had no idea this was going on. And it was just all too much for Lottie. She couldn't be there for her friend when she was going through so many of her own relationship issues. She admitted she handled it badly. She was really sorry. She told Angie she missed her. She wanted her friendship back. Now, Angie spent a lot of time feeling hurt and betrayed by Lottie. But if she'd known that this was what was happening, she could have saved that energy and focused it somewhere else. She could have understood that Lottie was having her own challenges and it wasn't about her. It wasn't a personal reflection on what she thought of Angie. It was really, truly down to the fact that she just couldn't cope herself. So Angie, being the lovely woman that she is, she understood and she was friendly with Lottie. However, their friendship never got back to the old relationship. But Angie was really pleased to understand. But along the way, she'd opened the door to new friends, people that had stepped up, people that were there for her. And Angie didn't think she could ever reach that same level that she used to have with Lottie again. So a little bit sad. But as I said before, friends come in for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And sometimes it surprises us. Sometimes and I think a lot of us assume that friends are going to be there forever. And sometimes these things throw us off course a little bit. And we are understandably emotionally wounded by friendships. But please know that with hindsight, sometimes you will get the clarity. Sometimes you won't, but sometimes you will. So don't worry about the things you can't change. Have an understanding that it's not about you. It isn't your fault. It's just that their situation and their personality just isn't able to take that on. We have to look and reach out to people who can support us. That's our decision. We have to take responsibility when we need help to ask help from the people that can support us and not expect it or assume that it's going to come our way just because we've been there for other people. We might like it to be that way. I know I certainly did. And when it doesn't come back, it can feel hurtful. But it's not your fault. You haven't done anything wrong. And it's usually to do with the fact that they've got their own stuff going on. Or maybe they're just not built that way. Maybe you just overlook the fact that really they are a little bit selfish. They don't have enough space to take on your problems as well as their own. The truth is you are super strong. 
Okay, you're a survivor. I know that because you're listening to this and you're still here after all these years. You're still alive, you're still here. You're still making things happen, okay? The fact that you have got this far shows that you can carry on, you can survive and not only survive, but thrive. Go on to create new friendships and new relationships that make you even happier in your life. Sometimes looking back, you think, gosh, that was a tough time. I'm sure you can all think of times where you thought, this is really tough. I don't think I'm going to get through it. And then you get through it. And with a little bit of hindsight, you see some benefits, some silver linings to what's happened. You become stronger. You become more empowered when you learn the lessons that life has to teach you. And understanding that some friendships aren't forever. However much we might want to hold on to them, some friendships aren't forever. But the good news is they are there for that magical time. You have the friendship to hang on to those good times and know that when one door closes, other doors to new friendships will open. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sara Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sara's gift. Then join us on the next episode.